Welcome to New Manager Media, Manage Right from the Start, with Jennifer Takagi. I'm Jennifer, a former climber of the corporate and government ladders turned leadership development entrepreneur. I'm a leadership coach helping you transform your office from feeling like a prison cell into a playground where employees are energized, engaged, and eager to work. Stress is reduced. Productivity is increased. Communication is seamless because playgrounds are much more fun than cubicle cells. Leadership development might seem like hard work, but leadership done right helps you create the team of your dreams. Each week, I'll bring you an inspiring message to pave the way to your successful journey into a leadership role. Thank you for joining me today. Now let's get started. Hello, and welcome to New Manager Media, Manage Right from the Start. Today, I want to talk about being a lifelong learner. Do you consider yourself a lifelong learner? I looked up the definition because I just love looking up definitions. And it's someone who keeps acquiring new skills and capabilities, developing an open mind, a positive attitude about the dynamic nature of the world. Wow. What really jumped out at me on that definition was open-minded and positive attitude. So I, there is a joke about something about the older I get, the narrow, narrower my mind becomes and the wider my hips are. <laughs> and so um, that seems to be really true. I tease my husband a lot when he gets cranky about something and I'll say, are you just being a cranky old man? Why are you doing this? Why do you feel this way? It's not even like he's that old. It's just, you know, it's a fun thing to say. But are you a lifelong learner? Do you like learning? Professional development. Do you have to continue to take some sort of continuing education for your field? Is that a requirement? I know I have been invited to do presentations for a State of Oklahoma Management and Ethics conference that they've had. Um, I don't. Well, actually, I don't know how many years it's been going on, but. I spoke at it three years in a row and then I was devastated when I didn't be invited back. And then when I volunteered to go the fourth year, they were like, no, we have a set curriculum and, and your topics don't fit that. I, I don't know how that was, but it was the reality. But I mentioned that because my topics were always approved for continuing I can talk continuing education credit for state management employees because they had to take so many hours and my classes always were given credit and also for our we have a cleat certification for law enforcement officers that carry guns and my courses were also approved for that so I really felt like I was providing what the participants needed because if they got continuing education for it, then, you know, all the better. So sometimes you're forced into being a lifelong learner because you need to get the credits for it, for your professional development. But I've had some supervisors and managers over the years 
who really did not put much emphasis on continually training the staff and what would otherwise be considered personal development or personal growth verse at, versus how you can actually tie it back to the job. And I remember wanting to go to a training that they were having in Tulsa, which from Oklahoma City is about an hour and a half or so, hour and 45 minutes, depending on where you're hitting in Tulsa and where you start in Oklahoma City, by the way. And I went to my boss and I said, if I pay for this myself and I don't charge the government any travel at all, whether, you know, for hotel, food, mileage, nothing, I'll drive my own car. I have relatives in Tulsa. I'll stay with my relatives. I'll buy my own food. I will even pay for the course. But will you give me the time off to attend? And it was, a, I can't remember now exactly what it was. It was a few years ago and it was something like dealing with difficult people in the workplace or something. And she said, oh gosh, that'd be great. Yeah, you can take it. But the course was like $45. It wasn't even a huge investment. But she wouldn't even suggest that I start going through all the paperwork to get it approved. Who in any organization couldn't benefit from a course in dealing with difficult people? We all could. Right, it might feel like something a little bit personal, but everybody can benefit from that. I facilitate DISC behavioral profile assessments and then the training that goes with it to really discuss what the report means and how it shows your interactions with other people. Well, you could look at that as just a personal thing, but on a professional level, if I understand my behaviors and how other people perceive me, then I have an easier time picking out someone with a different behavioral style than I have. And I know they may not appreciate what I bring to the table or possibly just how I deliver it. So is that beneficial in a workplace? Yes. Yes. And one example is there was a gentleman at work who just drove me absolutely insane. And it was because he would come to my desk and he'd have papers rolled up and he would say, hey, can we talk about this? And it always took longer, I thought, than it should. And I didn't appreciate that he was coming down quizzing me about the report I turned in anyway. So like I started with a bad attitude. But we took this assessment and just by happenstance, because we weren't even in the same division at work, we worked at opposite ends of the building, we ended up at the same table. And when we got our reports from our little quizzes, I looked over at his and he looked at mine, we were polar opposites. Okay, so from a professional standpoint, now that I fully and completely understand that we are polar opposites, and that he is not going to react or respond or behave the same way I will, I have a choice. I have a choice how I'm going to respond to him. So the next month when he came to my desk with a report rolled up in his hands to ask me questions, I didn't get frustrated instantaneously. I like had to pat myself on the back for that one. I took a deep breath realizing that he was going to present material to me in a different way. 
than what I would present it to him or anybody else because we were that much different. So what started out really to be a little bit more of personal development really became professional development because now I'm interacting with somebody in the office on a much higher, better level than I was before. So when you are considering what you need to build up your leadership skills, you might consider whether or not you would benefit from personal development. You have to have the professional development depending on your job, your career, your field. But what about personal development? If you had personal growth and you were more open-minded and you developed a better attitude, what would that bring to the office? We know almost instantaneously that it is going to shake up that basket of apples at your house because you're going to act differently. Your family is going to see the difference. They're going to respond to you differently. So you're going to have changes at home, hopefully for the better. Hopefully you're coming in with a better attitude. Hopefully you're acting in a way that people want to follow you, but they're connected. I've talked about this before. I attended a, a luncheon, yeah, yeah, per, professional development meeting, and the gentleman was talking about how it's not a matter of work-life balance, it's work-life integration, because we can't necessarily separate them. This is being recorded in 2020 in the midst of the pandemic. A lot of people are still working from home. So literally work-life integration becomes even more important. So if you can build your personal skills, then your professional skills build also. So they just play off each other. It just, it just makes for a better overall human being. So what can you do to start building your toolbox full of professional and personal development skills to be a lifelong learner? Well, the first thing is you can take responsibility for your own learning. Take responsibility for your own learning. I used to be asked to put together my own individual development plan and say what training I wanted and where I wanted to grow. And the phenomenal consultants who put those kinds of things together never figured in that we had no money for that. We didn't have money. We were typically understaffed. And so taking the time <laughs> to find a course that was free, because it had to be free, because they wouldn't give us any money, was just so frustrating. And so at some point, I always said, as soon as I become part of the problem and not the solution, I need to leave. And I had kind of gotten to that point when it was time for me to retire and at a very young age, I might add, and start my own training development business. But I see now, if they had given me any hope whatsoever of not having to pay for it all on my own, I would have jumped at it. And as a matter of fact, I did. Anytime there was anything offered at work, I was one of the first people to sign up. I loved it. I wanted to do it. I needed to take more responsibility. And I'm going to say that here and now. I needed to take more responsibility. And I actually had a plan 
of some things I was going to do for more professional development, even if I had to do it on my own. I, I had another boss later in my career who allowed me to leave 45 minutes early, two days a week for six weeks to go to our loca local Votech so I could take some computer classes. Well, that just benefited everybody because I ended up back in the office training everyone else on what I had learned, like the whole entire office of over 100 people. They rotated them through and I, I held that training. So you have to accept some personal responsibility. Decide where do you want to grow? Where do you want to grow? Where do you think you could do better, feel better, and have a bigger impact? Where can you have a bigger impact? And then go down the rabbit hole of figuring out what would best fit that. What's going to feel that need? And then you can come out of the rabbit hole with a plan ready to go. The other thing to consider is trying new things. Trying new things. So if you want to be a lifelong learner and you want to do better and do more, try something new. And again, it can be on a personal level or a professional level. What can you do that's new and different that you're interested in? Then you can create, in addition to those other two, you can create a list, a learn list of things that you have always thought about or wanted to learn about. And then set some goals. Set some goals. So I found a piece of paper after I had been retired for over a year. I had already started my training business. And I was looking through some old training material from courses I had attended. There was something very specific that I wanted to lay my hands on. And I was digging through these stacks of paper in my office. And I came across a piece of paper inside a folder. And it wasn't dated. But I think it was five to six years before I actually retired and started my own business. And it said, it was an eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper with lines on it. And it was turned sideways, so landscape. And at the top, it said short-term and long-term goals. I don't even remember what training we were in that I would have done this. I have a vague recollection that was a woman from Human Resources from HUD in Washington, D.C., who had retired and started her own business. And I, I just have a feeling it was one of her classes because we had so few. It happened so rarely. And so I, I had written on this sheet of paper in five years, I wanted to retire early and I wanted to start my own training business because I loved teaching and training. And I had set up what I could do in the next three to six months to take me closer to that goal. And then over the next three to five years to take me closer to that goal. And I had things on the list like, Find classes I can take to become certified in. Read books on how to be a trainer. So about four years after I wrote this, I was asked to go train the whole country in multifamily housing. I traveled coast to coast. I was on the road about 48 out of 56 weeks. I trained people and trained people and trained people. 
The only thing I didn't do in that whole year was actually develop the training material. It was pretty much given to me. I had a set agenda and, and key points that had to be covered. But that set me up to start my own business and do my own training afterwards because I literally got back to the office on Friday and it was announced to the country the next Wednesday that they were reorganizing my whole division nationwide and I could retire or relocate. So poof, I had been practicing for a whole year learning new skills, personal development, professional development. I mean, it was through the top what I was learning. And then all those goals I had written down five, six years before all came true. And here I am today. And I have trained probably, it's got to be over 10,000 people now. So I'm making the impact I want. I'm sharing tips and strategies. And I hope you get benefit from it because I love doing it. So what are you going to do to become a lifelong learner? I'm Jennifer Takagi with new manager media and I'll look forward to connecting with you soon. Thank you for joining today. Please hop on over to iTunes to leave us a review and share our channel with your friends and family. Head over to TakagiConsulting.com slash gift for a great free gift. Also, you can find us on YouTube, Facebook, and TakagiConsulting.com. We would love to hear from you. And may your days be filled with more success than you ever dreamed possible.